All right, everybody, welcome to Locked On Avalanche. Gabe Landeskog is on the ice, and there is video to prove it. We'll be discussing that and Instagram questions. Some good ones for today. New episode of Locked On Avalanche coming at you. Your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of Locked On Avalanche. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That's always appreciated. He is Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan, and I am Chris Maselli. And you can follow us on our social media outlets, L-O-P-N underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Locked On Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, and opinions to LockedOnAvalanche at gmail.com. And follow us on our YouTube channel over on YouTube. Hit subscribe, get notified when a new show goes live. All right, so uh, some really good questions that we'll probably have to break this up because we get a ton of them whenever we throw a mailbag out there. Um, So we'll get to a few of them a little bit later on. But where we're going to start today, Mr. Sullivan, is with our captain because uh, that's maybe what everybody is looking at right now is – Gabe Landeskog, back on the ice. This is actually the second time he's been back on the ice. He did it a little while ago, and, and there was video that came out of yeah. that, skating around very, very gingerly at that point in time, right? Um, but this time, it, se- it seems like he's on track of what they initially said after those 12 weeks were up. And it's like, okay, like, you know, we're, we're, we're now we're in the middle of March, and we're expecting him to start skating middle of February. And that's where we are, maybe on the downside of February. But he was out there, very slow, taking it easy. But you see him out there. And I think that makes Avalanche fans happy. It's it's like when we saw him skating with the cup. It was a big deal. Everybody got to see him out there at the celebration starting the season. And then you saw him one more time out there skating. It was very slowly. It was like slow motion. And now... The third sighting of Haley's Comet, <laughs> Gabe Landeskog, yeah. is back on the ice. And it's like, <laughs> it's it's the most thing, like, everybody, the captain's back. He, give it time. Give it time. That's what we were thinking, like, oh, is, is he coming back early? Is this earlier than expected? What can we expect from Gabe Landeskog? He's skating slow, so might be another week or two. Fast forward a couple weeks or two, and here we are again. So give it time. It was It was fun to see, like, EJ and Kale out there watching him. Because yeah, it's right. it's the must see moment of the year. <laughs> it is, yeah. So, and I don't know, just the way that the season has gone for the Avs, obviously with all these injuries, and you know, you saw like clips of like the you know the the beat writers and stuff like that for the Avs that are, were at the practice, putting up like the videos of him, and you know he he was skating around very very slowly, which you expect. Uh, he was taking kind of just some standing still like wrist shots and things like that. But with the way the season has gone for the avalanche, even watching him skate like that. And I know you have to start at some point. I was just like, maybe get off the ice. dude. Like, (laughs) I don't want you just get the vibe of there's going to be a setback. And I don't want to have that feeling. But just the way that the season has gone that's where my mind is going to go 
uh, until he is fully until they announce and they release the lines for the game that they say he's coming back in. From now until then, I am just preparing for the worst in them saying he had a setback and and he he's he might miss the rest of the season or something like. I have all my faith in, you know, the trainers and doctors and stuff like that to go about this the right way. But that's just where my mind is at. And I don't think anybody can fault me for that. No, I think I'm even worse than you are. I don't think mm-hmm. I'm going to rest until the season's over. Um, it's going to be, we're going to handle him like Bo Byram. Um, every shift he's out there, you're just watching. Oh, did he take that edge? Oh, did he get hit? Did he go down? Oh, I hope he gets back up. You're going to watch all year long. It's going to be... I wouldn't be surprised. Like I'm, I'm setting it up in my heart. It's going to be like a Shane Bowers, like first shift, and then <laughs> adios. Right. Like I, I it's going to. It's great to see him back. But the how this season has gone, I don't blame you for feeling that way. Yeah. No, you got to handle it with kid gloves right now. So um, we will obviously be keeping an eye, keep an eye on that as he practices and does what he does day in and day out. But uh, we're, we're going to talk about a player that is no longer on the avalanche. And I promise you, this is probably the last time that we will talk about this person. Um, and that is Martin Kaut, because it did come out uh, earlier on Monday or Monday afternoon from I want to get his name right. Sheng Peng, I believe is how you pronounce mm-hmm. his name. Um, and he is a writer for uh, the San Jose Sharks. And he put a tweet up stating Martin Kaut says he asked for a trade five times in five years from the Colorado Avalanche. He trains with Tomas Hurdle in the summer and says it was actually Hurdle who called him to inform him of the trade ahead of he he corrected himself. He said ahead of even Sackick and he corrected himself saying, I, you know, McFarlane is actually the GM. So he's assuming McFarlane should have been the one to um, contact him. Either way, he's saying Hurdle contacted Cal uh, before the Avalanche did. What do you make of all of this? Is it? I mean, it's to me, it's not a big deal anymore. Uh, guys ask for trades all the time, um, but I think with with so much that was going around with with Martin Cal over his career, and always that guy that was kind of like dangled as a trade piece, um, and then you hear this, does really change anything for you like what's your kind of take on on this whole thing so everybody who's sent me this story um i i know i've seen it um you've heard the the rumblings from as fans about the attitude you've seen the attitude and now you get the attitude as he leaves there's there's no thank you for the opportunity Colorado and Bednar, thank you, cup-winning Colorado Avalanche, for giving me the opportunity to play for the team. No, you get in Sandy, uh, San Jose, you start playing, and then you're burning where you just came from. Guess what? It's yeah. I mean, you you announce you. Wh- why are we hearing about this now from you after you leave? Because well, they are keeping that controlled because that's an image thing. Oh sure. I mean, that's so, not going to get out unless he wants to go public with it while he's on the team. That's not going to get out. So why why would you do that to yourself now? San Jose is not going to be your forever landing place. Uh, you know, we don't know that right now. 
We don't know. I mean, they, I mean, he he's he's on the cheap right now, so they might he, they they're trying to catch lightning in a bottle with him. And so like, I maybe guess I guess Tony needs... DeAngelis still gets jobs, so I guess yeah. <laughs> maybe he just you know it's one of those change of scenery things. And I think for him, that's where he was coming from with this. I don't have a problem with him asking for a trade. Like we we were wanting to trade him for maybe five years. So we can't kind of go back on that and say like, oh, what's he doing now saying like, oh, I was asking for a trade. So that I think like I, I'm looking at it differently now saying like the Avalanche were trying to work with him. Yeah. The Avalanche, the Avalanche do not like look like they, when, when Matt Duchesne asked for a trade that took a while. This is not Matt Duchesne. I'm not saying that. All I'm saying is if the, if the player that wants out of Colorado, the Avalanche just don't turn around and, and move him. They wanted to work with him. They wanted to, to try to, to work it out. I remember an article of Joe Sackick sitting down with Martin Kaut. This was years ago. This is probably three or four years ago saying, you know, we, we, we have plans for you and we have a process for you. I think the Avs wanted to see that process out. Was he frustrated that he wasn't where he thought he would be? Probably. And maybe from his point of view, that's what he was saying was like, I, I'm asking for a trade, not because I'm unhappy here. It's just, I see where this team is going. Like they're, they're getting all these pieces. I, I'm trying to find where I fit in here. I don't think I do. So I'm going to ask for a trade to, to maybe like kind of jumpstart my career and go to a place where I do fit. I don't think there's any malicious intent here. I think it's just well, a player wanting to move on because he's not getting a chance. Well, why are you going to tell us before the season starts? If I don't get it together right now, this is my only shot. And make it sound like you're not getting a chance period like why 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 say that when you're behind the scenes asking for a trade every time the office door is open because it probably is because the writing is on the wall for for him i i'm gonna request a trade and try to go somewhere else to like i said earlier try to jump start my career they want to hang on to me to see if we can work it out so for him it was like this has got to be at some point we need to to meet you know at, at the same crossroads and for him to say that at the beginning of the year kind of made me feel like we've run this this car as far as it can go, and we can't pull it out any any further. We can't pull this car out any further than this year. What are we really doing here if we go beyond this year? So I understand it. I really do. I I, I I'm not put off by this. I don't think. I think the Avs did right by them. He's their first round draft pick, and they wanted to see it through to the absolute end. He wanted to to jump ship a little bit earlier. I have no problem with that either. So, uh, I, and I, I don't, you know, this is just in text on on a tweet. So I don't know the, you know, how what what his demeanor was when he was saying this stuff. I don't feel like he was angry, but it just didn't work out, and that and that's okay. It's all right. Yeah, you know, I I just worry about the optics for him and trying to land another gig because he's he's making it harder on himself. No matter what he's doing constantly because we talked about nobody talks about this is my one and only shot you never hear that and now he's talking about i asked for a trade five or six times like you don't you don't hear that and he is making it a challenge when it comes to the next contract and the next team that's looking at him when you're laying out this track record of kind of a a below average play but boy you are a sound bite and a half you know and if he's asking for a trade five times in five years, like I said, I feel like he was just trying to take control of his career. He didn't want to just be sitting in the AHL with the abs 
Um, so at an earlier age, he tried to to make a move, have them make a move, so he could get going in the in the NHL. I don't have a problem with it, and I, 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 you know, I get what you're saying. I completely get what you're saying, but I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it all. So, but he eventually moved on. I think everybody got what they wanted, and now he can. Yeah, we got Nieto. Do in, 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 yeah, we got Nieto back. So thank you, Martin Count. You're still helping us. Um, all right. Let's hear from FanDuel, and then we will get to some of these Instagram questions, uh, which were oh so good, including a uh, president. couple questions on uh, President's Day. We'll kind of The focus won't be solely on that, but there's a couple questions in here that do, so we'll get to those as well. But first, we got FanDuel, and we are at the midway point of the NBA season, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. So just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. And you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores to three-pointers drained. What else can we bet on for for basketball? Assists? Triple doubles? Yeah, that's no fun. I mean, that. yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I mean, shot. there you go. There you go. The, uh, the, the four point shot, which I talked to you about the other day, which the Harlem Globetrotters brought into existence. Thank you, Jeopardy. Uh, plus FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets. When you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. Once again, that's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right, let's jump right in here to uh, some Instagram questions that we got. Again, if you want to get in on this, uh, just follow us over on our Instagram channel. Like I said in the beginning, Locked on Avalanche. We throw these up every – there's no rhyme or reason to it. We probably should. I mean, during the course of the season, it's tough. Uh, to have a definite date to do it with games being random days and everything. Um, but when there's a break like we have right now, we do it in the off season. We kind of do it more consistently. But um, and you should just follow us on Instagram anyway, because, I mean, we're fun people. So we try yeah. to be. I know. <laughs> try to be anyway. So uh, we got a few here and I'm sure we won't get to um, all of, all of them today. So we'll probably break this up into a couple of days. But um, we'll start with. EJ and Jack Jackman asks with EJ having a broken ankle, do you think he will retire after this season? What say you, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom? He was talking about retiring before the cup season and he was talking about retiring before this season. Now with a broken ankle. Yeah. Right. Go ahead. uh, Why not? Like you, you, you've been toying with the idea. This is your answer. Uh, why not? Because he's a hockey player and, and they, they, they hold on to the love of the game longer than other athletes. If you ask me, um, yeah, he was toying about it before the cup season and that was because of an injury. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't hear too much about before this season started. I didn't hear that it was the super loud. Maybe he was, maybe he was toying around, but yeah, the year prior he was, cause he, he was, had some injuries. So, um, but I don't think like I don't think he wants to end that way. 
I feel like maybe he he came back for you know the when he smacked his face on the ice, he missed all that time. I think he came back because he didn't want his career to end that way. And I don't think he wants it to end this way either. Now, I think we're expecting him back for the playoffs. So it's not all like complete doom and gloom. I would expect him to come back at some point um, for the playoffs. For the for the regular season, I don't know. I mean, that, that's just maybe that's a long shot, but maybe he comes back with a couple games left. Uh, but if you're playing the LTIR game, you know, maybe you try to ride that out a little bit more. The league doesn't know about it. We'll use uh, our Jedi mind tricks on on the on the league, but I I don't know. I just he's thirty four. That's not like retirement age. That's not automatic retirement age for hockey players. I, I he's he he's in, he's involved. He's got his horse racing going. It's like, true. Yeah. Like what? Why? It's not like he needs the game. He's got his cup. Yeah. He's checked all his boxes. His like now he could ride off into the sunset and point. say hey. Good, literally on the horses, he could ride off into the sunset. Yep. But it's a good point, and and he does have all those other things that he's doing, and you know his contract is is up at the end of this year. That was probably a big pull for him to come back for the years he's playing now to continue to make six million dollars a year. Yep. What somebody offers him at the end of this year might make him say, "That's not enough for me to come. That's not worth it because you're gonna you're gonna take a big bath." with what he's you know going from six down to maybe a couple he's gonna be a 1.5 for one year guy for the rest of his career so does he want to do that i mean if it's not about the money anymore which it shouldn't be for him because he's made tons and it is about just winning another championship but we've already done that i mean you always want to win another one i get it uh I, i just don't think he's done i don't think he's done i think he wants to play a couple more seasons and if he's not solely connected to the avalanche, which I think he is. But I think if you have that love for the game, you will play for anybody that wants to put you out on the ice. So I just don't think he's done. I don't think he's done. And I don't think he wants to end it on an injury. If, if he played healthy and he saw this thing all the way through, maybe we're having a different conversation, but we'll be an interesting thing to say. will be interesting thing to say. Um, let's get to bone Byram. We have Corey, Leistner, sorry if I'm mispronouncing that wrong, uh, says, what's the future for Bo Byram with the abs? Huge playmaker, but are injuries a possible concern? I put up on uh, Twitter after the, I think, was it, I, I think two games ago, um, I put up there, it wasn't after the the Oiler game, I don't believe, it, that, you know, what, what are we going to do with Bo Byram's contract? Because he's a restricted free agent. Do they bridge him? Or do they just lock him up long term? And there was some really good conversation in there. And there was some people who would say bridge him um, because it benefits the abs um, and, you know, benefits the abs in the short term. But if if he, you know, those injuries go away and, you know, he 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 proves that he is durable and can play full season for that, that that bridge contract then on that next deal, you are ponying up big time. So I, the, the, I, the, I'm fascinated by these, by bridge deals and long-term because for this exact reason. I think when it, when it comes to the topic of Bo Byram, we just talked about EJ. This year after it's over, I, I'm pretty sure it's over. You just slot Bo Byram into the EJ slot. He is our little project when it comes to injuries that we're going to bridge 
and we're going to see how it goes. We're going to make that our little project because we can't keep EJ healthy. Once he's gone, we're going to have Bo. Can we keep him healthy? If he can stay healthy and overcome what he's been going through, then we pay him. But if he can't, then everybody in the league knows his value, his upside and the downside, and then the deals go from there. But I, I say at this point, yes, he's got all the talent in the world, but can he keep it together for a full season? That's why you bridge him. So, and it's like, which point of view do you want to take from this? Because if if you're the Avalanche, you know, all right, take 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 Cal McCarr for example, right? I mean, there was conversation about what do you do with him? Do you bridge him to to get you know, and then at, you bridge him right up to his twenty seventh year, and then you extend him, then you get him for longer. The Avalanche chose to lock him up, and they got him. They they got Kale McCarr for nine million dollars a year right now. That is looking like Nathan McKinnon's current deal of six point three, right? De- depending so now, on how he comes through this injury, Kale McCarr, yeah, it's fine. It, I have I'll, zero concern about Kale McCarr for the rest of his career. Oh. Zero. He like he fine. He's as got it, injuries enough to deal yeah, with them as it, it as it sits now. One of the best deals in the league. Yeah. So, but the, here's my point. If you bridged him, if you bridged Kale McCarr to try to get like max years out of him, imagine what the Avalanche are going to have to pay, would have had to pay him in a couple of years. Not nine million. Yeah, that's, that's higher than within what Nathan McKinnon is going to be making next year. Yeah, so that's that's fair. This game is in. Yeah, it's it's he he'd be getting Toronto money. Yeah, crazy, Double crazy. Digits. So easy. That's why this stuff is fascinating to me because from from the 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 franchise point of view, someone like Byram, you know what he hit, you know what he's got, and if you're comfortable enough for for him to say like, yeah, the, the injuries aren't that much of a concern; they're just kind of fluky. Not the concussion stuff. The concussion stuff is very real, but all the other stuff is like you, know, you can never gauge when a guy's going to get injured. You just don't know. And I don't buy into this like these guys are just oh we you know, guys who have a, a tendency to just get injured all the time. It's a tough game. It's a fast game, and it happens. And I kind of feel like the Avalanche know what they have in him. I don't feel like they're so concerned about the injuries outside of the concussions. And I think they're going to try to lock him up for as, as long as possible because they will get him at a lower number now because of those injuries. They can go into negotiations and say that. I don't know. Like, I love this stuff. I really, really love it. So uh, we'll see where that goes. And I know people have some comments on it. So comment away because it was a good discussion on Twitter. So I'm sure people on uh, YouTube, it's your chance. So a couple more to get to. But first, uh, we are going to hear from Athletic Greens. And Kyle has informed me that uh, he, he, he needs to take a he, going to be doing a little bit of going off the beaten path with his cleanse just for maybe like a day or two, right? Correct. Yeah. Just for, uh, just for Tuesday, just for Tuesday. There's reasons behind it, but he's been, uh, he's been using athletic greens to combat his, uh, his, was that cleanse? Your shirt, your, 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 my caffeine cleanse, my body reset. Yeah. I honestly, I, I don't know if I, would have been able to do it without athletic greens starting the day every day. Yeah. So he, he's been holding strong, but uh, like we said, there are, there are reasons why that he needs to maybe dabble a little bit, but he's going right back on the athletic greens kick. 
come Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And what is it? It's one scoop of AG1 in a glass of water, and you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food, source superfoods, probiotics, and aptogens to help you start your day right. And a special blend of ingredients support your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, your recovery, focus, and even your aging. And it's lifestyle friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, and it contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemical or artificial anything while still tasting good. And it costs you less than $3 a day, cheaper than your Dunkin' or Starbucks run every morning. So right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with a convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of morning water every day, and that's it. No need for a million different pills or supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Once again, athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, sir. Uh, We'll get to two more today, and we'll kind of have them be focused on. We're we're recording this on Monday, which is President's Day, obviously. So we had a couple people ask uh, some kind of like presidential questions, I guess we could say. Uh, One is from Klingren. Klingren 13. I love names, but whatever. Klingren 13. uh, Will the abs ever visit the White House this year? They never went. They never went. And most teams kind of like uh, will will plan that around when they're playing the Capitals um, or somewhere close to that. Or the All-Star break. Nah, I don't know if they do it for the All-Star break because you have some players going to, unless they're just going to miss out on it. You know, the players that were going to the the All-Star game, I feel like that's just relaxed time. I don't think like they're going to plan for that. But most teams do it when they're on the East Coast or, you know, I shouldn't say on the East Coast. Teams do it when they're planning, when they're playing like yeah. the Capitals or something in the area. And the Avs never did it. And, you know, looking at their schedule, they're they're only on the East Coast one more time. And that's all in Canada when they're they're doing their Toronto, Ottawa, Montreal trip. Do they bring in Berkey and Nas? Um, well, that's why you kind of, I mean, you you can't, I don't know. You could do it in like before the season even started, but no, they just wouldn't be there. Those two like, you know, that that's going to happen. I don't know. I I, I'm kind of be there tomorrow. (laughs) Just boom. Hello. Well, there's, there's a, you got your four days off. You could make the trip if you wanted to go do it, I guess. But I wonder no, if that's I, why. It's a little confusing why they never went. And that that is kind of something that I look forward to seeing. Like you yep. like seeing your team get kind of like because because not only like people outside of the sports world cover that. Right. You see that on like the news channels and stuff like it's a little footnote. It's not a big deal, but it's kind of cool like to see your team be on you know, the NBCs and ABCs of the world, the new, the nightly news kind of quickly. I don't know why they didn't do it. So maybe there's a reason who knows. Um, and the last one I'll get to, to N or excuse me, M Bowman. And he's got like a bunch of numbers. Uh, since today, this is coming out Tuesday. So yesterday is president's day, which current or former abs player do you think 
would be the best president. And if you follow on Instagram, I responded to this, but I am changing my answer to this. Yes. What do you, what do you got? What do you got? Oh, it's Curtis McDermott. And why? Just because of the attitude, like you want someone in office that's got like an attitude. He's cool. He's got swagger. He drinks. Um, Whatever he says, do you think anybody's going to like do one of those little photo ops and like shake his hand? Yeah. And then know this guy could like level me in a heartbeat. <laughs> like, he'll get deals done. So just out of sheer, you know, anger or, you know, uh, and I make, think making, the, making the other person shake in their boots just because of his the sheer size of him. And it's about time we had a president with a handlebar mustache. Yeah, it's true. That is true. For me, I initially put up Claude Lemieux for mm. kind of those same reasons, like no nonsense guy. Uh, he's not going to take your guff or anything like, you know what I mean? But I changed my mind to, to Sammy G. Oh my God. <laughs> Why? Because he's so polarizing and isn't it in politics right now? It's either you love him or hate him, whoever's in office. And, and that's exactly where Sam Gerard is. You have, the people who would love him and support him and no matter what he'd say or do, he that's the greatest policy we've ever seen in our lives. Or you have the people who can't stand him and say, what are you doing? Don't raise my taxes. Uh, get him out of office. Impeachment, impeachment, impeachment. I don't Sammy know wh- G is a president. <laughs> well, I don't know why we're making a president. Apparently, he can't play defense. So on the oh, cusp of World War Three, oh, what are we going to do? <laughs> And on that zinger, uh, we're going to wrap this bad way up. But I kind of want to know in, in the comment. And this, you know, obviously because I had Claude Lemieux up, past or present, who would be a good president? A lot of people are obviously putting up Joe Sackick. A lot of people are obviously putting up uh, Gabe Landeskog. Dig deep, people. Dig deep. Go into the the 25-plus years of the avalanche and, and pull out some names that you think could be a good president. Joe Colburn. Hey, ooh. Oh. I almost said Adam Foote. Foote was another one that I, that I put up. I like them too. Ooh, Yeah. All right, but that will wrap it up for today. We will be back tomorrow. We got another handful of questions to get to and anything else that's going on. Maybe a trade goes down. Who knows? But uh, we will have to wait and see. But thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That's always appreciated. Check us out on our social media outlets, of course. Uh, For Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan, I am Chris Maselli, and this is the Locked On Avalanche podcast. Check you guys tomorrow. Go, Abs, go. Go.